ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Monday, April 6th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program when we take your phone calls, when I have someone actually answer the phone while I'm talking, at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite Hold True, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. What do we got coming up on the show today? We are continuing to work hard for you today. We're going to talk a little NFL draft. I got Justin Rohrwasser coming on the program here in about 10 minutes, so we're going to talk to him. And later on, hopefully, we'll get your phone calls in. We will try to get those on today. But if you want to get a hold of me, the best way I'm telling everyone right now is on social media. We're using the Twitters. That's right. At Paul Swan. At Paul Swan on Twitter, best way to get a hold of me. Not just now, but anytime. Not just at 5 o'clock when the show is live, but anytime you want to reach out and we'll read your questions on air and uh, we'll take your comments, criticism, advice, all to heart as we look at the social media feed. Speaking of social media and things you can do, if you were following my social media feed today, you found out that we have our Alexa app up and ready to go for ESPN 94.1. That's right. You can now listen to the radio station the easy way. You don't have to go finding the stream. You don't have to go asking her to have some different app open it up. No, no, we've got you covered. So the best way to go about this is if you've ever enabled an app on your Amazon Echo device, go into the skill store, find ESPN 94.1. I've got the link posted on our Facebook page, also my Twitter account, and also if you're following my show page on Facebook, I've got the link posted there, and you enable the app. And once you enable the app, it's real simple. All you have to do is say, Alexa, open ESPN 94.1. Or you can say, Alexa, play ESPN 94.1. And she'll play the radio station right there for you. Now, we've kind of got an extra thing for you we're playing with right now. And hopefully it's going to be real cool for you. There's a couple of ways you can listen to the podcast. Now, the first way I do is I've got Apple Podcasts set up on my Amazon Echo. And you can use Spotify as well. You can use TuneIn, whatever you prefer. But I've got Apple Podcasts set up. It's my go-to. And I just ask my Echo device... I say, Alexa, play the drive with Paul Swan. And she's getting really good. She knows where to find the podcast now. She'll pull it up for me. Listen to the podcast if you like. But inside our skill, it's really cool because we've got it set up. We're playing with it. And I think it's going to be something you're going to find useful. You can ask our skill to play the show. All you have to do is say, Alaska, Alaska. Don't say Alaska. Alexa, ask ESPN 94.1 to play The Drive with Paul Swan. And she's going to start playing the show for you. Now, again, it's brand new, so we're taking the paint off this. We're test driving it right now. I'm just giving you the option to go ahead and play with it now. 
But those are the two best ways to find the show if you're using your Amazon Echo device. Test out the app. Play with it. Looking forward to it. And, of course, don't forget, if you want to listen to the radio station and you don't have an Amazon Echo device, we've got an app for you. It's on the iStore. It's on the Apple Store. You can find it also on the Google Play Store for your Android device. And you can listen to the radio station that way. So several ways you can listen to the radio station. I do appreciate everybody tuning in. I know we're pretty thin on a daily basis when it comes to actual sports content to talk about. I mean, there's WrestleMania. We can talk about that. Um, I'm going to pass on it. I didn't do it. I read some of the results, and I thought to myself, okay, they did the very best they could do with nothing really to work with. I just can't imagine watching WrestleMania in an empty arena. So it just didn't work for me. Then the other thing that I was checking out, I actually tuned in on Friday night. I wanted to see a little bit of the NBA 2K tournament that was going on ESPN. And I watched a little bit of the pre-show. Okay, that's fine. It's warming me up. I'm fine. Let's get into the big show itself. So we get into the big show itself. And I think five minutes in, 15 minutes in, I, I lost track. I'm sitting here. I'm thinking... This is not exciting. This is not fun. I'm not getting anything out of it. They're really not talking trash too much. They're just hanging out. you got two, two guys that are just chatting, just playing some video games. And there was just nothing there. I wasn't excited at all. I mean, I could watch two people play on the couch, separate couches, different rooms. Okay. Nothing compelling there. So... Lost all its luster for me. So I'm going to say eSports in its current presentation, at least for 2K on ESPN, didn't do it for me. I'm still more compelled with what NASCAR is doing, with Indies doing, but those are completely different. you got guys that are actually in pretty big rigs at their house. They've got nice setups, wheels, vibration, everything. They put a lot of time, energy, and money into their, their setup. So it's pretty cool. It's the best you can get if you're not actually able to watch a race. So I'm still good with that. I just don't know if what ESPN was trying to do really worked for me. I might give it another try, but it didn't feel the void for me. It didn't go where I needed to go as far as to be excited. I mean, I just wasn't into it. I mean, I watched a little bit of what ABC had on. They were running back um, NBA Finals. I listened to a little bit of our classic game we had on Cat Sports UK. They're marching towards tonight, thinking that this would be the championship game and UK would be in it. So they've been sort of stimulating everybody's imagination of, of what a tournament would look like if you had all the classic games from UK past. And it's been pretty cool, but for the most part, stuff that TV's doing right now, I'm, I'm starting to kind of get all right, it's a nice idea. I'm really not into it as much. I mean, I know a lot of the sports channels are trying to do unique things. I know when it comes to the NHL, you got a lot of the actual play-by-play announcers doing play-by-play over NHL 20, trying to simulate that season feel, trying to fill that void. And it's kind of cool. Your mileage may vary. depends on your sport or choice and the guys that you follow as broadcasters and that stuff's kind of pretty cool as well. But at the same time, it just, it's not filling it for me. It's not doing it for me. 
I can only go back and watch so many classic games because there's no drama, there's no suspense, there's no, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I, for the most part, know what the outcome's going to be. So right there, other than just reliving some memories, like, oh, yeah, I remember that that was cool. Just not doing it. And I know that's why you're kind of getting this feel. All the commissioners were meeting with the president, conferencing in about what they're going to do here in the future. I know the NHL still trying to hold on hope that maybe they can get the Stanley Cup in. I know the NFL is trying to hold on hope that they can get the season going. College athletics still holding hope that they can get some form of the season in. They've got a few weeks. They don't have to worry as much because their window is not yet hit. But still, you got to plan for all this. So I know there's a lot of that to talk about, and we'll talk about it, and we'll go over it later on the program. But I want to talk about the NFL draft, and Justin Rohrwasser is going to be on the program with us when we come back from break here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, sometimes in life you need a 53-yard field goal to win the game for you. And right now, doing this show on a daily basis, it's hard because we don't have anything really new to talk about. But I'll say this, we've got something pretty special for you right now. Let us welcome to the program a future NFL superstar. I'm already putting the pressure on him. Justin Rohrwasser is with us. And, um, as I told you off the air, uh, sports right now doing a show on a daily basis is just murder. It's it's murder because what do, what do we talk about here? And uh, I'm sure it's going through your mind right now, what do I do? Because you're still trying to get ready for the NFL draft but at the same time. Yeah, it feels like everybody's been put on hold, and I'm just kind of curious, what's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so secondary right now. I mean, I, I you know, I'm day to day. It's you know, it's a struggle trying to get out, find a field, find a place to go kick, or just get out and you know, it's not hard to get out and walk and run, but finding a place to kick and you know, working out outside. It's, I can complain about that, but there's so so many bigger things that we have to worry about right now, and. uh but so all, all of my little problems seem secondary, but everything's going well. I'm, tr- I'm getting out as much as I can. I'm actually just getting home from uh, we went out and kicked a little bit. But uh, you know, it's just doing doing my doing every, everyone doing their part is going to make this go by a lot quicker, and we'll get back to the sports we love. So that'll be good. Yeah, that's um, that's the thing for me as well. Is yeah, I, I talk about the fact that okay, this is hard to try to put this show together, but at the same time, uh, I feel sort of obligated. I have to do this. I can't just sit back. I've, I've got to do this. I've got to – because somebody's tuned in maybe right now. And yeah. you know, I, I don't want to sound egotistical, but at the same time, if there's one person listening and they're getting maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes of pleasure, joy out of listening to us talk about sports, you know, I've done my job for the day. And uh, now for you, you know, you're keeping it pretty big picture as well because you've got your future ahead of you trying to figure out how to get ready for the draft, how to get ready for your future, whatever that may be, and still try to figure out how to live your day-to-day life. Because, you know, as you mentioned right now, you can't just, uh, you can't work out in your house and kick. You don't have, yeah, yeah, you don't have an indoor practice facility in your backyard or anything like that. Uh, One could only wish. (laughs) But uh, but it's, to piggyback off that, one 
great things about you know just having podcasts, radio shows to listen to. I mean, I I go, I know that three or four hours a day I'm listening to podcasts or my radio favorite radio shows in the morning, and that you have plenty of listeners that are listening to you uh, daily or and tune in to hear and get that bit of enjoyment because life's stressful right now for so many people. The, I mean, just beside the uh, uh, devastation that the uh, virus is uh, contributing to, I mean, the economic devastation is unreal uh, from the shutdown. So the a little, the, just the, uh, that little bit you can get from listening to a podcast, listening to a radio show and taking your mind off of it is uh, a huge service and we appreciate it. So what are you doing on a day-to-day basis uh, outside of maybe listening to a podcast you mentioned, you know, what, what's your routine become from what it was? Uh, well, so the, when I came out here originally, we had a, uh, pretty regimented schedule of pre-draft training, uh, getting ready for, you know, the Zoner combine that I went to and pro day. So we had like about 10 guys out here and we had a scheduled day from, you know, morning to night with workouts and kicking, uh, and, you know, scheduled indoor facilities with our kicking coach. And now that's kind of been turned on its head a bit. Uh, and a lot of them have already went back to their States through the lockdown. I live in New York, so this being out in Buffalo is only a few hours away from my family. So I've an Airbnb out here for me. It's just, um, get out and kick as much as you can with my kicking coach, which, uh, we try as hard as we can, but waking up, going for a walk in the morning, trying to go for a jog, trying to get some cardio in and then working out in my (laughs) small apartment with, uh, every, uh, you know, workout uh piece of workout equipment i owned and could buy at walmart so it's you just got to make do with what you got you got to adjust and you know, this is the new normal for right now so uh, you gotta roll the punches and do the best you can and uh make sure you're doing your due diligence for the rest of the community now as you pointed out maybe some people didn't remember or know that you know you're in buffalo right now and new york is really hit hard if you could just talk about maybe life in New York right now and life throughout the state and the region, because you're really in a hot spot compared to say here in West Virginia or other parts mm-hmm. of the country. I mean, it's, it's a day to day reminder for all of us, but it's maybe an hour to hour reminder for you. Yeah. I mean, you go out and it's, it's kind of a ghost town. I mean, I go, my go for my morning walks through Buffalo. Usually it's, uh, I'm I'm downtown, so I, that's where like kind of a hub, the hub is. So pe- usually there's cars on the street, people walking the street, going to work. Um, the restaurants are always open, and now you walk through, it's kind of a ghost town. Um, people are, you know, doing the best they can, staying home and only going out for their necessities. Um, but it, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, it it is uh, it's heartening to see how I can only speak for New York because I've been here, but I'm sure it's nationwide how people are coming together. And, uh, doing what they're supposed to do, and you, you know, when you're walking on the street, you know that little bit. It's a it's a little bit more humanity comes out of everybody. It, you, you remember after I, I was young, but after 9/11, how together the country was, um, and you, there was no division at that point. And I think we're we're starting to see that uh, you know we're, we have a common cause. And when you walk down the street in the morning and you see a, a couple across the street, everybody saying hi and you know, giving their social distance, maybe crossing the street when you're about to walk on the same uh, sidewalk before you get uh, too close to people. But y- you notice that in the in the midst of all this, people are coming together for a common cause, and uh, 
it's just nice not to see so much division as we normally see here. Justin Rohrwasser is with us. Uh, the NFL draft is coming up here in the next few weeks, and that's a unique situation. The draft is an exciting time for an athlete opportunity to make your way into the NFL, no matter what happens. It's, it's an exciting event. And now it's been reduced to a conference call. It feels like a virtual conference call. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The excitement's still there for you, but it's just a little bit different now. If you could just talk about that, uh, this is one of the biggest events that the NFL puts on. I mean, it's mm-hmm. become a party, and now it's going to be more or less. It's like a Zoom conference meeting. Yeah, I well, it's a it's a great thing that the NFL is going ahead with it because they have the ability to adjust, and uh, you know, this is a big. Uh, the draft is mainly a phone business, other than. You know the fact that a bunch of fans and they like to get together and you know have have a party uh, of sorts uh, around the draft, but um, it's great that they're going to be able to televise it and give uh, fans that ex- uh, an experience. It might be different, but it is what it's what you got to do, and it's going to take people's mind off what's going on for a little bit. And uh, we get to it'll be very interesting, you know. It's still is all the good components of the draft. You get you get to root for your team, see what see who they're going to pick. I mean, it's a, it's a different situation for owners. It's there's a lot of uh, new variables into this draft, and um, we'll see what happens. I'm very excited, and uh, I'm just I'm I'm eager to get get to work, no matter where I go or if I if I you know what what happens. Justin Rohrwasser is with us, and with the draft, as you mentioned, being that outlet for us uh, do you feel that the nfl has been doing the right thing so far sort of sort of just trying to still be normal realizing what is still ahead of us i mean they're conducting trades they're conducting free agency i mean they're doing everything they possibly can it it feels like maybe they aren't as i guess the, the way i'm trying to ask this is it the other leagues have basically stopped it feels like the nfl hasn't stopped they just maybe slowed down a little bit is that the kind of feel you're getting uh i i, I don't know I, I i don't think well the good thing about free agency and you know the draft is it, it can it, especially free agency it's a phone business so you're not having there's not a lot of uh face-to-face contact that you need to have so i think the nfl is acting acting in a well i can't even, i can't really speak on what the nfl is doing other than i think they've been doing the right thing because they're they're not doing anything in person. They're doing everything they can uh, on the telephones, um, and that's a that's the beauty of free agency. It's you don't have to get together to uh, make a deal over the phone. So I I, I don't I, I don't see them uh, as like it's not business as usual. It's they're in the off season. A lot nobody's really together at this time anyway. Um, it's a the this part of the off season is a phone business. So. I, I think they've done their due diligence with, uh, you know, social distancing. Which, and if you, even the, with the draft, it's going to be totally online. It's going to be t- all through telephone. No contact with people. No big groups. So I mean, I, I think they're trying to provide for us as, or as much of a normal uh, feeling of normalcy without it being normal. Justin Rohrwasser is with us with the NFL doing their due diligence, you know you're a fan of the league, you're a fan of football, you know how they will analyze every single piece of data, metric, 
video, in-person workouts, everything they possibly can to make sure that when they commit to a player that they've made the right choice. And sometimes during this time of year, players, their stock rises, other players maybe fall flat. As far as you trying to make a good impression, trying to basically just market yourself, sell yourself, hey, I should be on your NFL team, how have you had to adjust or you know, do you feel like maybe you're at a disadvantage with the way everything's been limited with the social distancing? I mean, you haven't been able to really go and do pro day or do all the things that constantly happen up to draft. I mean, you've got some things in, but it's still very limited right now. So you think that, you know, it's a, just a disadvantage for everybody or you know, they can look at your film and you got enough. I mean, how's that feel? Yeah, it's it's a disadvantage to everybody. Um, but I I was very fortunate to get my pro day in and be able to go to the Zoner Combine and uh, perform well and end up winning that Combine the field goal uh, competition, um, and then go to pro day and uh, put on as good of a show as I could. Um, I, I feel very fortunate that I got those two opportunities to go out there, especially pro day and be in front of you know, special teams coordinators and scouts and doing uh, putting my best foot forward. But it's very unfortunate for the guys. A lot of my friends I trained with didn't get their pro days and they had to do them virtually. It's, I, I, I feel terrible for them. But uh, they have the, the good thing about um, a bunch of uh, most of them is we all have game film. And uh, we've proven ourselves on, our, on our, our own stages. And uh, we, we're just doing everything we can in our power. And, uh, you know, what happens, happens. I just. I feel very fortunate that I got uh, my pro day in, and uh, I think that's that gives me a, a little bit of a, a, st- a step ahead of, of most guys. Doesn't hurt that you've got some pretty impressive footage as well, especially that, <laughs> that 53-yarder, that game winner. You've got some some pretty impressive moments there. What stands out to you? What would you put on tape and, and show to an NFL scout or NFL personnel if – this was the last thing you had to do to maybe prove yourself, and you've got you've got the moments behind you. What's your favorite moment? What are you putting out there, maybe other than that kick? Because we know that kick. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm putting. I, I'll put out. I, I have nothing to hide. I'll put out put out the good, the bad, and the ugly for my whole career. I'm. I think I've improved every single year. I've uh, played in college football from my Rhode Island days to uh, Marshall. And um, I, I've improved after this past season, um, and I, I'm going to continue to improve. That's just how – that's my nature. I'm going to work my butt off no matter what. And uh, if, if, they, if, if they needed me to go put out a 12-ball round, go 12 for 12 uh, running film, I'll go do it right now. Whatever I, whatever I have to do to uh, market myself, to get, my, uh, get put myself in the right position, I will do. Um, this, is, this is what I've dreamed about since I was a kid, and uh, – I'm I'm full steam ahead. Justin Rohrwasser is with us, getting ready for the NFL draft. Now we've already mentioned several times the game winner, and that's a highlight that you could just watch a game after game after game again and again and again. You could just watch that over. But <laughs> I'm sure that's not your only moment that you look back fondly upon. If if you could, yeah. maybe what are some of your highlights? I mean, that's got to be a favorite, but what are maybe some of the other highlights that maybe we're missing that you enjoyed the most? Ah, gosh. Well, number one, when you, when you think back and my, you know, your college career is over, the things you think about all the time are the, 
the hard things that you went through with your team, whether it's mat drills at 5.30 in the morning, uh, running running around the track uh, with a smile on your face at 5.30, or you're going to have to start over again uh, going through those tough workouts. And, you know, every, it, br- it brings everybody together when you're, you're all defeated after a workout and uh, you get back in the locker room and you all get to, um, you know, just, just talk and you're with all your friends. It, you you miss the things in the locker room and at practice, but on the field, I mean, the bowl games were on. I had a great time uh, at both of both of those. And uh, I had great times at Rhode Island too. I had a lot of good friends and I miss uh, a lot of dear friends that I miss. And, uh, but it's, it's things off the camera, not, not in the game. You miss the most, you miss the, the teammates, you the coaches, uh, be, being in that daily grind is, you know, you look back and I, I don't get, I don't uh, get to play football anymore. Um, I, ha- I have to try and basically get an opportunity just to play. It's not a, it's not a guarantee anymore. Justin Rohrwasser, our guest, and the good news, I guess, for you is that you're fondly remembered. I know you've only been away from Marshall maybe a few weeks at best, but. <laughs> uh, with everything that's going on, Marshall is getting real creative with their social media. Uh, they're trying to keep herd <laughs> fans engaged. They're trying to do things that make us smile on a, on a daily basis. And I haven't checked the results as of uh, as of this moment, but at last check, Marshall was running a uh, sort of a bracket on Instagram. <laughs> and right now, you're in the final four. So, I mean, congratulations, you're in the final four. <laughs> And um, I appreciate it. Right now, uh, for best play of the year, you're beating out a certain punt return of craziness. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just so, craziness. So I mean, yeah, Keaton's punt return, you're beating it by a 62.38 margin last time I checked. I just had to double check that. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's great, but it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, that play was. I mean, Talik's play by far better. <laughs> I mean, if we, I think the situation is what made uh, the you know the fifty-three um, pretty special. But uh, I mean, the athlete, how good Talik is. I mean, that is just a special play. It's awesome to watch. I could watch that. I, that's why I, I loved watching um, all the plays again. Putting when they put them all on uh, social media, I get to watch all the great plays from this past year, whether it's uh, Armani's. Uh, great catch against Middle Tennessee. Knox's all 100 of his amazing runs all season. I mean, you know, it's such talented guys at Marshall, and uh, God, it makes it makes you think back and miss it. Are you talking a little trash? Say, hey, look, uh, I'm beating you right now, or are you, <laughs> you going to do that afterwards? Because it's it's almost over. So you're running away with this. I thought it'd be at least close because <laughs> I mean, Talik, we love Talik just as much, but you're you're, I mean, you're crushing him. You're just crushing him right now. Uh, Talik, I'm I I would I would vote for Talik. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm a kicker. I'm in no. I'm in no position to talk trash. These these guys. Uh, I'm, I'm not even a, an ounce of the athlete. These guys are, and um, I just try to do my job every day. These guys are special. But still, you're you're crushing him, and I I would I would flex a little bit, just a little bit after the fact. Just because, again, you've got the game winner against Western Kentucky. I mean that that right there puts you on um, 
I mean, you're going to be on a pedestal for a long time just because of that. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I was, I'm just lucky I got the opportunity, and you know, Doc gave me the, gave me the go ahead to go try it, and uh, yeah, so you you get a few situations in your life uh, where it's a, a make or break, or you know, it's just a a, a moment you. You don't you don't get moments like that every day. It's just uh, I'm just very fortunate I got the opportunity and you know executed and uh, yeah. Well, just thinking back to it, it just gives you it gives me chills. Just think going back, thinking about it, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just glad that our I got to do that for our fans and our school and our coaching staff and all the players. I mean, it's a, it's a team effort every time. The whole field goal unit deserves credit, and uh, it's not just my name up there. It should be all of them. Okay, so once you get to the championship here, um, you're either going to have to go against uh, Levias, one-handed touchdown catch, uh, <laughs> or um, you're going to have to go uh, with Brendan with his late touchdown run against uh, FAU. Um, oh, how yeah. much are you going to crush the, one of those guys? I mean, let's just go ahead and be honest. How how big of a how big of a win is it going to be? Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm, I won't doubt what Armani or Brendan Knox. I can't. I can't. You can never count their, their plays out. But uh, I'm pretty confident I'm going to take. I'm going to take the championship. Let's let's be honest here. Come on. <laughs> See, that's the trash I want. That's that's the trash talking I want. Exactly. I mean, I go ahead, flex on them just a little bit. I mean, what are they going to do? Right? What are they going to do? Uh, now I'm going to get a call from Knox. I can't wait. <laughs> Just tell him, look, hey, look, it was nice. I appreciate it, but you know, I wouldn't have had to kick fifty-three yards if you got us a little closer. Just tell, tell him that. <laughs> oh God, I, I don't think I'm going to say that, but it'd be a nice thought. <laughs> Justin Rosser is with us. Um, yeah, I appreciate this. Um, as I mentioned to you again, just trying to do this show on a daily basis is uh, it's challenging, just because you know you never know what somebody wants to hear, and uh, I appreciate you doing this because I think um, I think a lot of Herd fans probably got a treat out of this. Hey, we, we appreciate, appreciate you giving us entertainment every day and, uh, you know, giving, giving us something to look forward to every day at, uh, at you know, at 5 o'clock so we can uh, get, get back to some sort of normalcy and get to hear uh, about sports. We really appreciate it. Hey, I just can't wait to see you uh, on social uh, flexing after you uh, you beat probably Knox. You just just go ahead and just say it. You're going to beat Knox, and you're just going to flex on him. I, I would. And if you, I'll be disappointed. I might, I might, I might send him a private text. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed if you don't win and if you don't flex just a little. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Justin, thank you, sir. Good luck. Uh, we'll be watching the draft. Can't wait to see uh, your name called, and uh, hopefully you're going to my Cincinnati Bengals because uh, we need all the help we can get. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank you so much, and uh, everybody stay safe. Go Herd. Justin Rohrwasser, appreciate him coming on the program today. Uh, I didn't mean to jinx him there saying he went to the Bengals. Uh, I, my, my team does need help. Quick timeout. We come back. We will carry on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
coming up on tomorrow's program. We're going to talk a little Cincinnati Bengals football. Wayne Box Miller from the Cincinnati Bengals Radio Network will join me. We'll talk to him about the upcoming draft and everything going on in the Queen City and with the Cincinnati Bengals. That's coming up tomorrow on the program here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we've been talking about how the coronavirus has impacted sports on a daily basis, how it's impacting the short-term and long-term future of several of the leagues and how they're trying to adjust. As we mentioned at the top of the show, WrestleMania happened without fans. The NBA, while on hiatus, we're still yearning for that NBA product, and we're yearning for just sports content in general. So you had the video game tournament begin for 2K with the NBA players. I wasn't overly blown away by it. It really didn't fill the void for me. The classic games are, are great, but I guess that's something maybe more specific if, say, for example— it was a classic Cincinnati Bengals game. Maybe I'd watch it a little bit more than, say, watching something else. And we're getting to that point now where live programming is going to be key and crucial once again. And I know the league, all the leagues are trying to come up with ways to maybe help sate that appetite, try to maybe perform a service. College athletics, we're still a few weeks away. And while the NBA, the NHL, I would think as leagues, they would have some reserves. They would have a way to weather this if we had a stoppage, if we didn't play the Stanley Cup, if we didn't play the NBA Finals, if we didn't play baseball, if we didn't have these things, maybe the damage is tremendous, but it's overcomable. We could come back from it. However, if you're looking at college athletics— It's going to vary from conference to conference, and it's going to vary from school to school. Now, interesting article on front office sports about how smaller schools may be able to weather this a little bit better. And some of the highlights of of what they were talking about I was interested in when I was reading was the fact that bigger schools with bigger budgets – you might think that they've got more reserves on hand, that they've got a war chest, they've got a stash that they can just draw upon, just pull it out, rainy day fund. And the thing is, it might not be that. It might be the opposite. The fact that the power schools maybe don't have the reserves the way that the smaller schools have because, let's be honest, If a power school, a major program that brings in a lot of revenue, they bring that revenue in, they're budgeting it as well. There's not this, okay, I'm bringing in $90 million and I'm going to only spend $50 million mentality. Or I'm bringing in $100 million and I'm going to spend $60 million. They're spending that money. They're budgeting it every year. And the thing here is, If you've got a program that doesn't have much to work with to begin with, they might be better positioned because, let's be honest, schools like Marshall have to run tight ships. 
I don't have access to the finances or, or the, the budget, the spreadsheet. I, I don't have all of that in front of me. But I'm pretty sure it's pretty streamlined to begin with. I don't think there's much of any fluff at a school the size of Marshall because there's just not that much revenue coming in compared to, say, a Power 5 school. Television contracts are really keying into a lot of that. And when that TV money dries up, those programs are going to have to make drastic cuts in how they run their operation, their organization, staffing levels. You don't know what it's going to look like until it happens, and it might be ugly. A program like Marshall, a program in Conference USA, the budget to begin with isn't as substantial. Now, not to say that there won't be some painful cuts or there won't be some painful decisions made. That doesn't excuse any of that. That isn't just say, hey, look, Marshall's in a better position, so it's going to be okay. But it's going to have to be more of a tightening of the belt than just cutting, cutting, slashing, slashing. I think that's the difference. Marshall might be in a better position to really tighten the belt and live even leaner if possible. Conference USA, not getting as much revenue television-wise. You sort of try to make do with what you have. And if you don't have those large swaths of money coming in to begin with, then you're used to a little bit of just being streamlined. Now, for some of the other programs, they've got larger budgets. They have larger revenue streams coming in. And if you don't have those larger revenue streams coming in, and then you can't maintain your larger budget. And if you can't maintain your larger budget, you're going to make cuts. And it might seem a little bit more drastic. Now, I don't think we're going to see drastic cuts from Marshall. I don't know. I don't anticipate it. I think they're just going to have to tighten the belt in the athletic department. And we don't know what's going to happen, really. Football could happen. And then we're just talking about a small cut. Because if you're playing in front of fans, you're playing in front of ticket holders, you're getting some of your revenue back. And that's important. Football is going to be key. Football is going to be important to how operations are handled in the athletic department. The question is, is it going to be pushed back? Is it going to be truncated? Is it going to be pushed back even further? Or are we going to see maybe... College football pushed back to January, February. What's it going to look like? We don't know. But I just want to bring that article up because it was interesting. You look at it, the power schools, the schools that bring in the bigger paychecks, they might have more drastic cuts to make because, well, this is interesting territory for them. This is new territory for a lot of them that they're looking at what they potentially can bring in and what their expenses are. And I'm sure some of these departments are going to be fine and some of these departments are going to struggle because, let's be honest, you bring in a lot of money. We've seen college athletics, especially football, become an arms race. you got to have the biggest and best. you you got to have a, a big training facility. you got to have amenities. you got to have everything. 
And schools with more money seem to earmark that towards recruiting and earmark that towards facilities and earmark that towards everything they can to try to drive the revenue up even further. Facilities, 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 and everything that goes with it. So you look at what Marshall has to do with their budget, it's going to be a little tighter. But how drastic will it be? Can they weather this? And hopefully they don't have to weather this too long. And we're talking about athletics returning sooner than later. Optimistic? Yes. I'm not a scientist. I'm not even going to pretend to be able to say football is going to come back on this certain date. Football is coming back later on. I can't give you that information. I'm not even going to pretend. But I will say this. I hope it's sooner than later. I feel it's going to be later than sooner. We're going through this day to day. We'll wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk Bengals football. Wayne Box Miller from the Bengals Radio Network will be my guest, so I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, you never know what kind of surprises we're going to have for you. Every day we're striving to do better than the last day. And hopefully we can keep this going. You know what? I am going to try to have somebody interesting to talk with every single day. So that's the goal. If I've got to get Chuck McGill on five days a week, we're going to do it. I don't know if Chuck will do the show five days a week, but we're going to try to do that. But I appreciate Justin Rohrwasser coming on the program today. He was great. Look forward to talking to him here in the future. I'm trying to get some other guys to come on. I know they're not doing anything other than their virtual homework, their virtual classwork, and trying to stay in shape, trying to stay as, I guess, active as they can. So, I know they got some time. I know they got some time. So we're going to try to get some of these guys, round them up, get them on the program. Looking forward to doing that. Uh, Special thanks to our virtual producer this afternoon, Spencer Dupuy. We appreciate him. Uh, He is interning from the safety of his home. He is doing the virtual class thing. At the same time, he is doing the virtual producing of the show thing. So... Outstanding job from him. Look forward to seeing what he's got in store for us coming up throughout the weeks and months during this social distancing. I can't even have the kid come in and and run the show. He's got to stay six feet away from me, and he's got to stay out of the building also. That's how much of a lockdown we are here in the Kindred Communications Broadcast Plaza. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. Thanks for tuning in. I will be back tomorrow to do it all over again. Thank you for tuning in. Good night. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.